you know, when it comes to pharmacists prescribed contraceptives, uh, there's about 17 states plus the District of Columbia right now that do allow uh, pharmacists to independently prescribe contraceptives. But as we've kind of experienced through the COVID pandemic and in other kind of areas in pharmacy services, um, collaborative practice agreements are another way to do that as well, even if the state does not allow it to be independent. Welcome to the Becoming a Pharmacy Badass podcast, where we talk about how to diversify your revenue streams, increase your net income, and optimize your operations to create the pharmacy of your dreams. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hello, everyone. Dr. Lisa Faust here from Diversify RX, and I am with a new friend of mine, Dr. Devin Bustin from Overeat, and we are going to be talking about pharmacist prescribed contraception. Um, for those of you that have known me for a while, know that I love advocating for pharmacists to work at the top of their license. Um, not only is it good for you as a individual pharmacist, but in our world where I'm helping pharmacy owners diversify and grow their profitable revenue, I think it's absolutely critical for independent pharmacies to have their pharmacists working at the top of their license and providing more clinical services to their communities and really inserting ourselves into the health and wellness of um, our patients and our entire community there. So um, I have was introduced to uh, Devin from a couple of actually mutual friends, almost like simultaneously. I had a couple people uh, hook us up together and he is doing some really cool things with some studies um, in order to get, you know, pharmacists to go down the path of prescribing contraception. So Devin, welcome. Thank you for spending some time with me. I really appreciate it. Um, let's go ahead and introduce you to our audience. We got audiences on LinkedIn. We got audiences on Facebook. Um, but let's introduce you and your company over it which i love the name by the way like <laughs> thank you always got to recognize good marketing so um <laughs> go ahead and give yourself like an introduction of like what your mission is and, and what you're trying to accomplish absolutely uh first i'd like to thank you for uh you know uh, allowing me to enter your platform and and i really appreciate it i think this is a very important topic so thank you so much um my name is devin buston i'm the chief medical officer at over um, Overiet is a essentially software company and a direct-to-consumer contraceptive services company. And it was kind of created out of necessity. My wife um, had some issues uh, with contraceptive access as well as side effects. Um, not going to go into too much details and air that here, but um, it led to us realizing that the market really was missing something. And what it was missing was affordable, quality contraceptive services. There was kind of quality contraceptive services in the traditional sense that were hard to access. And then there was telehealth that was not quite best standard medicine practice. And so what we wanted to do was use technology to be able to kind of create both in one place. And this journey has kind of led us to this point because in order to achieve that, uh, we had to create our own electronic health record uh, to essentially make efficiencies so that we could decrease our overhead so that we could pass that on to the consumer. And that was our business model because we did not want it to be expensive because that would defeat the whole access purpose. And so we were able to apply for an NIH grant. Uh, the NIH recognizes that pharmacists are a huge part of the healthcare team. And I think it's really commendable that they are just so aware of that. And they also realize that, um, you know, pharmacists prescribe contraceptive services, they work. 
There's plenty of data to suggest that they work great, that pharmacists are more than capable of providing quality care, and that it really solves a giant access issue that creates a lot of inequities in our healthcare system. And so they recognize that and they put out a, a, an RFP grant and using our technology, we were able to win that grant. And so now we're at the, at the stage of studying our technology in, in uh, this use case uh, to try to see if it can help solve the problems of uh, implementing these services. Yeah, and that, that grant was really what kind of brought us together because you were looking for some pharmacists to participate. And certainly yep. I know lots of forward-thinking pharmacists and pharmacy owners that could probably feed into that. Before we dive into the study, though, yep. um, I know when it comes to pharmacists prescribed anything, <laughs> whether it be contraception or anything else, there is just a ton of confusion. And part of that is because we have 50 states and two territories with completely different scopes of practice for pharmacists. Yep. And so when I put out the call first of like, hey, you know, there's the study, do you want to participate? The number one question I got was, well, can I participate? You know, so many people right. don't even know like what their states allow, what their states don't allow. What do you see on that landscape in terms of specifically for pharmacists prescribed anything? And in particular, of course, contraception. Understood. Yeah, it, it's very challenging. I mean, each board of pharmacy in each state has different set of rules. And, you know, it's all state dependent and, and therefore there's no general kind of federal consensus. And that makes it really challenging. And, and you kind of uh, have to stay on top of the, you know, the legislation in, in your state. And that, that's, that's tough. I mean, you know, we're all busy. It's hard to kind of keep up with it all. Um, you know, I, th I think we're definitely headed towards increasing the scope in most states for pharmacists, which I think is absolutely the right thing to do. Um, you know, when it comes to pharmacists prescribed contraceptives, uh, there's about 17 states plus the District of Columbia right now that do allow uh, pharmacists to independently prescribe contraceptives. But as we've kind of experienced through the COVID pandemic and in other kind of areas in pharmacy services, um, collaborative practice agreements are another way to do that as well, even if the state does not allow it to be independent. So there, there are ways to do it in every state. It's just easier in some states to practice independently. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. There are some states that are really forward thinking um, in that. I know uh, Idaho was one that I was, you know, became aware of, probably maybe one of the first. I don't know. It might have been the first. But as you said, there's 17 states. So kind of getting back to your study, um, who can participate in your study? Is it only those pharmacists that are in those 17 states or is it pharmacists in, in any um, state or, or district Columbia or territory. Um, let's, let's talk about the qualification. Cause that was the number one was like, Hey, Perfect. can I participate? Yeah. A lot of people yeah. want to. Yeah. Well, first off, I'm overwhelmed by the pharmacy community and like the willingness to participate in the forward thinking nature. I mean, I think it's incredibly refreshing coming from, uh, the MD side of it where it's a little bit slower to evolve sometimes. So first off, you know, shout out to the whole pharmacy community there. Um, Anyone can participate who's a licensed pharmacist in the United States of America. And the reason that we stop at the U.S. is that this is an NIH funded study. And so we're, we're looking at the U.S. right now. Of course, it doesn't mean that the problem is unique to the U.S. I've been speaking with some Canadian pharmacists who say, you know, hey, we, we also have this problem. Do you want to work with us? And I said, absolutely. I would love to. But right now we got to focus on this NIH grant. Um, so hopefully in the future, but we want a diverse group of pharmacists. I mean, the ultimate goal of any study is to be able to extrapolate to a population, right? And so we want a group of pharmacists that represents the United States as a whole in terms of the pharmacists that are out there. And so 
you know, you don't have to be in a state that is allowing um, this, you know, independent practice uh, for prescribing uh, contraceptives. And of course, I want some people in those states, but in, in, in reality, I kind of want more people that are not in those states. <laughs> the, the goal is to see if a pharmacist, for the most part, who has not done this before, feels more comfortable using our platform or the standard of care that currently exists paper charting method. And we're trying to run that study as objectively as possible. And so we, we do want diversity of all sorts, right? We want people that work at large retail uh, pharmacies. We want uh, people that work at independent pharmacies, health-based systems. We want someone who's been practicing for one year and someone who's been practicing for 30 years. We want someone who's you know 28 and someone who's 65, right? We wanna be able to span kind of all the, the you know, the population that exists in pharmacy, you know, pharmacists in the U.S. So anyone can participate that's actively licensed in the U.S. and has experience with uh, clinical pharmacy. Awesome. So uh, that was a good like kind of demographic type of, of analysis. Now, on the flip side of this, on the outside of the study, um, tell us a little bit about what what is going to be required for the pharmacist to participate. How how many hours you know, obviously they should have an inclination towards clinical. Um, they shouldn't be against contraception. You know, I mean, there should probably be some other qualifiers in there. But what does participating in the study look like? Um, we're all short on time. We all have to, you yeah. know, make priorities. So what does that look like? Of course. Yeah. So definitely recognize, you know, we're asking essentially for a favor here, right? We're asking someone to donate their time. And we take that seriously. You know, I, I'm busy. Everyone's busy. And it's, it's tough to kind of add another responsibility in there. Um, and so what we're trying to do here is, is make it as convenient as humanly possible. So it's all remote. Um, you know, the signing up for the study is, is very quick. It's, you know, signing a consent form and, and answering a survey. Um, after that, uh, we, we give access to the Oregon Board of Pharmacy contraceptive uh, continuing education course, which meets the requirements um, for most states to uh, prescribe contraceptives. And, you know, shout out to Oregon. Uh, they essentially invented pharmacists prescribe contraceptives and most of the other states that, you know, do it now followed their lead there. So shout out to the forward thinkers at the uh, Oregon Board of Pharmacy. But so we used their course um, that they created at, at Oregon State uh, University. And it's a four credit hour course. We pay for it through the NIH grants. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the continuing education um, credits can be used towards licensure. Uh, but also towards, uh, you know, practicing in this manner. So that's the, that's the biggest part of it. It's, it's four credit hours. I, I don't think it's going to really take four hours. Um, it's done at your leisure. It's a web-based, you know, non-live course. So you kind of fit that in when you can. Um, and then once that's complete, we schedule one 90 minute zoom call and that zoom call will have uh, two standardized patient encounters with a third party moderator who will act as the patient. And um, after each encounter, there'll be some surveys and that's it. Once, once that call is done, the participation is over uh, for this part of the study. You know, I, ideally we would love a couple of the pharmacists who are very passionate to join us in a focus group at a later date because they'll have, you know, good experience using both our platform and the standard of care. So we want to hear what they have to say in a focus group format, um, but that's completely optional. 
great. And I know a lot of, at least on the pharmacy owner side, and, and certainly probably on pharmacists that are that are kind of independent doing their own consulting. Um, I know the question I get a lot is how do I get paid for these services? And, yeah. you know, that particular angle isn't a part of your study, but there are some other really cool companies out there that are coming up and trying to work very hard uh, to get pharmacists to be paid for these services, you know, whether it's through the medical side, um, but you can always charge cash. I know some, so many times yeah. we kind of dismiss, <laughs> I will say, the cash paying, but patients want convenience and they want yes. high quality. And yeah. if that means paying somebody for a cash visit, I mean, how many times do we go to chiropractors or massage therapists or other things for things that we want? And exactly. so, you know, you mentioned your wife having some issues. I know, you know, we've all had our own personal issues. And I, as a mom, I've paid cash for services because they fit my needs better at that time than trying to go through the traditional, you know, health yep. system. So, you know, if this is something that you as a pharmacist have been interested in, um, like I said, you're going to get the paid for CE course from the Oregon State Board of Pharmacy, which is awesome. And you're going to get kind of some experience, like, you know, they're going to be yep. kind of mock patient encounters, but you're going to like get some experience yeah. in like what that looks like. And then Absolutely. maybe you'll be able to start this on your own. Like, you know, if you're if you're in one yeah. of those states that can that allows it on your own or maybe then you go out and get a collaborative practice. But this could yeah. be kind of that kickoff point where they go out and start this on their own. Yeah. And, and I think that's a great point. Obviously, you know, you need to be paid for this. There's no question. Right. That's it's not something that anyone would expect a pharmacist to adopt for free. And I think that's a huge part of this. And that's part of the focus group, quite frankly. We're, we're trying to create, sure, we're, we're testing our technology to see if it's feasible, but we're also trying to create a comprehensive implementation package that reduces all of the barriers. And one of the biggest ones, of course, is reimbursement. I think your your point on cash pay is, is well taken. It's perfect, right? If, if it's priced appropriately, it will be less than a copay to see a doctor, yeah. right? They're still gonna pay the copay using insurance. So why even involve that? The overhead of using private insurers is insane. Yeah. They're going to deny the claim, especially for pharmacists. It's going to be back and forth. So I think the cash way is the way to get it out the gate quickly. And I think, honestly, it will work just fine. I do think from a societal standpoint, we should also, we're going to also try to, to figure out the Medicaid piece, because I think that's just a huge part of the access equation. Yes. And I think it's the right thing to do. Um, and you know, being that it's just one payer, it's not going to be overly com complicated administratively and also technologically. Um, but the, the regulation around that, of course, is very complicated. And so yes. in the focus group, we're going to be involving some Medicaid specialists that are pharmacists that, that deal with reimbursement. So we're going to definitely be, be kind of lasered in on that as well. Yeah, I think the Medicaid angle is a very important because like I said, you're, you know, you're instead of dealing with 50 different insurances in a state, you're primarily yeah. dealing with one. Um, some yeah. Medicaid states actually already have some built in for some pharmacist reimbursement for some clinical yeah. services. So it's not going to be com completely out of the question in order to go yeah. forward on that. So um, what are your hopes at this study? Like how many people are you hoping to get? Um, when do you hope that they'll be able to complete it by? You know, what does what does a good goal end look like you for this NIH sponsored study? Yeah. So, I mean, we need 20 pharmacists to complete the study. That's what we kind of got approved for the grant. It's a small study, it, but it's a feasibility study, kind of like a pilot, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So that's enough for for this this uh, this study specifically. Um, and, you know, of course, we'd like to have I, I hate to say it like this, but like some backups because, you know, things happen. Right. Yep. <laughs> and people may drop out. Um, and, and that's okay. Right. I mean, it, it, it's part of life. Um, so we, we definitely want to be able to, to kind of have like, 
some backups there to, to fill the spots as needed. But um, so if, if I could get like 25 pharmacists uh, signed up, uh, that would be incredibly ideal. Um, and then, you know, the study, it's, it's over six week period, but again, it's at, at, at your leisure. So, you know, the, the third party moderator that we hired, it, it, she's going to work around each individual person's schedule to fit in this Zoom call. You know, and and those uh, CME courses uh, or CE courses, you know, they're done at your leisure. So it, it's over a six week course, but it's about six hours or less of total kind of time needed to be spent on it. And like I said, we're trying to make it as easy as possible because we understand it's it's quite a big ask. Yeah, absolutely. So how do they sign up? We've actually just got a comment from yeah. um, Taya over there. Hello. Um, how how do people sign up? Do they just email you? Is there another yeah. link? You know, what is that? Yeah. And honestly, just contact me anyway on LinkedIn, you know, I'll accept for sure. Um, and message me there. You can email me at Devin Bustin at overyit.com. And you can see how it's spelled O-V-A-R-Y-I-T.com. Yeah, I just posted it in the comments. So Devin oh, thank Bustin you. at overyit.com. Yes. And I will respond. And, um, you know, usually I like to, to schedule a phone call to kind of discuss. I mean, I think this is actually very helpful because, you know, anyone who emails me from this will have a, a better background than the average person I'm talking to on the phone. But I do think it's good to have have that phone call because there's going to be questions and I, I want to make sure I address everything. Absolutely. Um, and so this is just exciting. I thought this was a wonderful opportunity for just pharmacists as a whole. And then, of course, I, I want as many independent pharmacies in there, but I understand you need diversity. Uh, but I want yeah. to make sure that independent <laughs> pharmacies are represented in there because yes. I really think yes. that this kind of care is the care that independent pharmacies are ultimately going to be the ones providing to the communities. I mean, there's what something like 74% of independent pharmacies are in communities with, you know, small populations, you know, where there may be not be health systems or may not be big, yeah. big chains and things like that. So I think it's really important to um, involve that independent pharmacy community and uh, get us all into more clinically based services, whether it's point of care testing, PGX testing, birth control prescribing, you know, I am all for that in any way, shape or form. So, um, well, thanks for spending some time with me, Devin. Um, I don't see like any other questions coming in, just a whole bunch of comments. Okay. I'm in. So I think you're going oh, awesome. <laughs> to have you. some candidates contacting you. Um, I want to be really respectful of people's time, but I think pharmacists prescribed birth control is just, I, I, I think it's just a win, win, win all around. It's I don't such think a win. It's such a win, win. I, I don't yeah. think there's a downside to anybody. And, and I think it's so important and it's going to solve, it's going to help solve that rural America access issue. You know, the, the contraceptive deserts, 19 million women in contraceptive deserts. But not, over 90% of people live within five miles of a pharmacy. Yeah. So, I mean, right that, there, it's. I yeah. mean, those statistics just give you goosebumps. I mean, it's it's crazy. I actually got goosebumps saying. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, it's, it's yeah. absolutely, it's absolutely crazy. And, you know, even in the urban areas, I mean, I'm in a big city, bid this, and even just trying to get my kids an appointment at a pediatrician, I so literally have not done it because every time I call, it's so far out to their availability yep. that I'm like, well, I don't know what my schedule is going to be there. <laughs> you know? Exactly. It's I was speaking so with a pharmacist in New York City yesterday, and she's like, we need this so bad in New York City. You know, you don't wouldn't think. I mean, New York City yeah. has amazing health care, but it's an access problem. Yep, absolutely. So, all right. Thanks. Thank you, Devin. Thank okay. you for all the work well, that you're doing over it. Over thank it. you. I'm really excited to follow this and see how it goes. So um, if you want to sign up, just email Devin, Devin Bustin 
at ovaryit.com, which I posted in the comments below. If you're watching this later, uh, you'll be able to just be able to click on those comments or message him via LinkedIn. Uh, he'll respond to there too. So, all right, everybody, thank you for joining us and I'll see you next time. Thanks, Devin. Thank you, Dr. Fast. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you have a more profitable pharmacy for free. One, join my free group at lisasrxgroup.com. Two, get the latest strategies at diversifyrx.com forward slash blog. Three, watch helpful videos at lisasyt.com. Four, hit that subscribe button and please be sure to leave us a five-star review so we can help more pharmacy owners and bring those insights back to you. Becoming a Pharmacy Badass is proud to be a part of the Pharmacy Podcast Network.